Like many of you, I'm curious about many topics and what better way to learn than to speak directly with the people who have the answers or insights that you're looking for. My name is Costa, welcome to Founder Views. That's what this channel is all about. You're gonna hear me pick the brains of thought leaders, CEOs, politicians, and business experts about subjects that I'm personally interested in or working on at any given time. From economics, business, real estate investing, Bitcoin, politics, and much, much more. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Paco, welcome to the Fan Reviews podcast, man. I was very excited to, to speak with you today. Hi, man. Good morning to everyone, and thank you so much for inviting me over. How, is, how are you doing? <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, I want to jump right into it with you. So you're 40 countries in 400 days using nothing but Bitcoin. Tell me, like, you know, what's, what day are you at? Like, how did this even come about? Like, tell me. Uh, it all started with the book with the Bitcoin standard and I'm currently on the day number 287. So it's almost around 300 days. I am in the 15th country that is Zambia. I still have 25 countries to go. So I, it's going to go over 400 days, but I'm going to still go at it. Um, the journey is really inspired by the book called the Bitcoin standard, uh, which is by Sefati Amos, which talks about sound money time preference, saving, what is US dollars. And uh, in the book, uh, there was a very nice article uh, that said about this traveler called Nellie Bly. Uh, she was a British lady who had circumnavigated the globe in 1878 by just using pounds and gold coins. And pounds was a new currency there. So I was like, this is 2021. I'm going to travel around the world by just using Bitcoin. And it has been challenging. Uh, in Africa, uh, definitely you need a cash to move around in your public transport, which I do use. But generally, I've been hosted by Bitcoiners in their houses. So this is what it's come to through. Like, like humans are really kind. And it is, it is a blessing like to just have Bitcoiners all around who are definitely great traders, but they do understand what Bitcoin is. Yeah. 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 That's incredible, man. That's, uh, that's very inspiring, uh, to say the least. Where are you from originally? Uh, I am from India and uh, born and raised up in Muscat, Oman, in the Gulf. Okay. So, uh, so you said you're in Zambia right now, right? And this is country number... Yes. 15. 15. Okay. So, so that's it. So even travel... Are you traveling... Using Bitcoin as well, like to pay for your travels, yeah. everything, hundred yeah. percent, everything in Bitcoin. Like, uh, like I would say right now, you would give it to at seventy percent. Uh, it has taken a hit in Africa, uh, where I have to convert my Bitcoin so to cash because I use it for the public transports. Uh, so generally, I buy my flights, my hotel bookings on Bitcoin. But uh, or I get hosted by people. But here, I am finding businesses that accept Bitcoin. Generally, in every country, I'm able to find a couple of businesses that accept Bitcoin. In Zambia, I've just found one restaurant. I'm going later over that accepts Bitcoin, but he's, he believes more in NFTs too. And so it is just like these one, two people are there. In Zimbabwe, I found a couple of people. One guy who imports cars using Bitcoin. Another is a cafe that accepts Bitcoin. 
same thing has happened in Mozambique. I found a hostel or a craft shop or a surf shop that accepts Bitcoin. So I am just getting all these little little businesses in every country out into sharing through my blogs on my YouTube channel. This is my camera which I move around with, and I show with people, hey. You're not alone, and you can take your money just in Bitcoin and move around, and you are able to do your peer-to-peer -peer trades too. Amazing! So even in a, a scenario where like a a vendor or business doesn't accept Bitcoin, you're using your Bitcoin to convert to their currency, and then doing what you have true. to do. True. Perfect. True. True. Yes. Okay, yes. I like that. So, so out of the the countries you've been to, uh, which country would you say has been the most adopted using Bitcoin? Uh, I say I would definitely say Singapore is really easy to move around because there are a lot of options for you to spend on Bitcoin. Thailand is really pro, but recently Thailand government just got out a law that you cannot use it as money. Similarly, was India. I think so. The first hundred and sixty-five, one seventy-five. Just I think so. The first hundred and eighty days, I was just so hardcore Bitcoin. I would generally have somebody with me or find somebody to pay for me, and I would pay that person in Bitcoin. Mm. I would generally not carry cash. Uh, but I would say India law launched a law and they said 30% tax and you cannot use Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency as money. Uh, similarly happened with Thailand. Uh, Qatar recently launched it. But the most easiest, I would say, Cambodia was so much fun. I would random, I got a banana bread for Bitcoin, a tuk-tuk for Bitcoin, a hotel for Bitcoin. In Sri Lanka, random places like, I found a Bitcoin village in Sri Lanka where they have, there were almost five places that accept Bitcoin. So yeah. these are places are not yet talked about. You get it. Nobody is aware. Like, hey, there are such places that accept Bitcoin, and you can support such places. Yeah. Yep. So, so yep. The, the countries that are now changing regulations and in, in implementing taxes, are you finding uh, countries like that just harder? The, the adoption is decreasing, or what? Do you, what's your experience in places like that? Uh, yes, uh, definitely Qatar was a big challenge because they were really like a hush-hush gray area. Uh, most of the countries, I would say, is a gray area. You see, gray area, when I mean to say, is like there is no law yet passed for legalization or neither it is deemed illegal. Right. But in uh, Zambia, they are taking really great steps. Like I'm staying with this chap called Daniel. He is the country manager for Yellow card and he is in talks with the ministry they invite the central government the central bank to come in and adopt and to see what is happening in the bitcoin world um, or i would say for that matter in kenya there is bitcoin matani who is converting bitcoin teaching bitcoin in five local languages or in nigeria there is Ensomia who are who are taking steps like this to get involved in government like because uh, it is just the lack of information you know and once you have information in your local language, it just uh, makes it easier. Like if I started speaking in your local, I think so you speak English, but if I started speaking in your mother tongue, it would have been a much more different understanding with a lot of emotions involved compared yeah, right. to just speaking in English. So For they sure. are taking steps about it. For sure. Okay. That's, that's awesome. That's great. Is, so what, what's the least adopted, the, mo the most difficult country you've been in? Uh, UAE was fun, but the difficult was Qatar. Like I couldn't find anyone. I just found like three people. One guy had a Bitcoin mining machine. One guy made me a cake or for Bitcoin. And one guy sold me some cash so that I could buy shoes for Bitcoin. 
Wow. Uh, Qatar was the most toughest, but Qatar recently got their got their own exchange. So let's make it very simple. No government would let it. Uh, let Bitcoin be, or let any cryptocurrency be their currency because it loses power. Yeah. Have you have you gone to uh, is El Salvador on your list? I am going to El Salvador very soon. I will be in El Salvador by November. This is my plan, and that's how I can like see El Salvador. I'm going to Central Africa Republic because they recently said that they are launching their own coin, Sango coin. I will be there in the month of September. Okay, so it, is has there been anything uh, discouraging on your trip about? Bitcoin in terms of like, you know, governments putting a stop to it or banning it in any way? Like, are you, are you being discouraged in any way? Or is I it beyond? Get really scared. I, I, I get really scared. I get really scared uh, because you're practically talking reality of what is paper money and what is paper money backed by. And I really do get scared in most of the countries because you're practically telling that your currency is shit mm-hmm. and that really scares me out mm-hmm. so i am just like i am i'm kind of worried about it like i am like, so but have but you, it's okay uh, there's a community have yeah. you run in, into any um like legal issues with police or just anything like that none none so far i've kept it very like uh it's just been moving around because you see still i would just give it to you the mass adoption is 15 to 20 years way far apart 15 years at least yeah. uh you see in canada in us in europe you can say it easily is just because everybody pretty much speaks the similar language and it is easier to penetrate into the markets and it is easier but here every country you have a new language man in africa i speak about or in, in india there are almost 30 different languages so it is still catching on in the governments and given that so many there are so many scams people are always not really pro about it you know they are just like hey yeah. like are you trying to scam us are you trying to cheat us how does this thing work so so far thankfully i have been able to move around almost 300 days without just getting caught by or being offending any government uh, i don't try to do that because i really feel it's the law of the country and you respect the law of the country wherever you go. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Did you start your uh, travels in Africa or were you somewhere before that? I started from India. This was in September, 2021. And from there, I moved over into UAE, then Thailand, Cambodia, Singapore, Sri Lanka, Qatar, and then moved over here. That was Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, Tanzania, Malawi, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, Zambia. Right. Yeah. Where are you uh, purchasing like airline tickets in Bitcoin? So there are two options as we speak. There are three. There's one website called traveler.com. Second is cheapair.com. Uh, the third is BitRefill where they sell you flights.com and hotels.com vouchers. So you can use any of these benefits, uh, any of these features to buy Bitcoin. What are the two sites again that you said? One is Travala.com, T-R-A-V-A-L-A, Travala. The second is CheapAir.com. And the third is BitRefill. Uh, BitRefill is just like where you can buy your mobile vouchers and flight vouchers, 7-Eleven vouchers. 
and you can pay in Bitcoin and you can get those vouchers. Yeah, bid refill. Yeah. Yep. Love it. That's amazing. Um, what would you say is the biggest surprise along the way, would you say? The biggest surprise is just to see that there is a huge adoption of uh, crypto in Africa. Like, like, come on, who knew all this is happening? And if, if to put it out very simple is uh, the Africans are one step ahead of the entire world because they use mobile money. Right. So here you don't say unbank the banks because they're already on mobile money. Mm -hmm. And they've been on for yeah. a while, right? Like they've been. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. Uh, this all started by a 17-year-old child back in Kenya. And this has just penetrated the entire market. Like you have your old old school, those Nokia phones. And you can just type star 303 or star 115 and just type the number and the money just goes. And it is instant. Like the yeah, like in the long term, it is not beneficial. Let's say if I'm sending you a hundred dollars, there'll be that five two dollars or a three dollar charge. So if you send that money over thirty six times, your money is practically wiped out. You get it? The charge, the right. charge every time you send it. Yeah. Yeah, but it makes it easier, right, to move around, not carrying around so much cash, but just carrying around in your mobile all this money. How how have the fees been with uh, transacting in Bitcoin? Oh my God, on chain has been the best thing I think. So on chain has been as I've paid the highest fee would be fifty cents, or as low as four cents, six cents, eight cents, nine cents, sixteen. On chain has gone really low thanks to the Lightning Network, which is amazing. I've been using Lightning Network a lot on my journey because just imagine if you're sending somebody some Bitcoin for as low as 10 cents, 1 cent, and they're like, hey, you can move around Bitcoin as low as this, and you're just surprised. You're just like, hey, I just got some Bitcoin, and people feel happy. It's just like that toy, you know? Yeah. When you have that toy, you're really happy, and you see that other person has a toy even I want, and when you go to buy, you're like, hey, it's one Bitcoin, is $20,000, yeah. and you're like, no, hey, you can have as, as low as 1 cent, and they're like, hey, wow, that is cool, and you show them the features of what is censorship and what is transparency you show them how you can watch your transactions on blockchain people really feel empowered you know it is about empowerment at the end of the day yeah. where are you uh where are you meeting and connecting with people in different countries is there like a specific uh platform or site or what are you doing uh as i move around there is something on telegram i used to go down try to find such groups and if telegram didn't work out twitter and if Twitter didn't work out, so let's say as soon as I reached Kenya, I got connected to the community. The community made a noise on Twitter that I got connected to Uganda community. Then the Uganda community made a noise, then we got connected to Rwanda. So I was finding the people connections in every country from zero. And I was just trying my luck, trying to find, hey, how do I do? And if it is not there, like in Mozambique and Malawi, it was not there. Found uh, some traders, made up a group, set up a Bitcoin group and like, hey, let's keep this for Bitcoin only. But eventually they move over to Web3 and they move over into other things. And I don't blame them, but I have just told them very clearly, like, do whatever you want to do, do NFTs, do Metaverse, do altcoins. Just start seeing your net worth in Bitcoin terms compared, compared to US dollar terms because US dollar is losing its buying power. Yeah, absolutely. Are you, are you, have you seen yeah. in any countries people using uh, something other than Bitcoin? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I was just sitting with somebody, they are into Buntu coins and Buntu coin has helped Buntu, sorry, it's called Buntu and Buntu coin 
is is a blockchain and buntu chain they are using for the cbdcs in nigeria then there is uh, people using the stellar chain something really very prominent in the african market is the celo coin the celo chain which is helping people uh, process micro payments let's say i'll give you an example here uh, let's say you are in canada i am here in kenya you give me a micro job of 10 dollars i do that 10 dollar job and then you pay me through paypal paypal takes a fees of 5 6 dollars or if you pay me through western union money just goes away so celo coin comes in here and charges you as low as 5 cents and you receive your 10 dollars as 10 dollars so they really facilitated that and they have really penetrated into the market and uh, people are using there are a lot of stable coins everybody has come down to call themselves a stable coin oh my god <laughs> i just like i am i am upset with this because everybody calls them a stable coin until you are just sold out what happened to celsius yeah. what happened to usd luna what happened to you, you, this is i think so this is just the tip of the iceberg i'm just feeling like there is a way a lot more because everybody was connected yeah i i agree i think there's just a lot of bubbles out there there's been Uh, a lot of liquidity and and just money floating around which has created a lot of these assets which are now starting to pop as things start to tighten yeah. um yes so what was that one you're saying that was that's been adopted celo coin celo yep celo the celo blockchain itself so uh, it's 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 going good i just got to know about a name called u uh, what is it called uaba it's called united african blockchain association and uh, they have done a really great uh, they have a great reach so they have the stellar on them they have celo on them so they have lot of other witbit lot of lot of lot of so they what they're trying to do is make that bridge for the government to still have the power of minting your own coins yeah and uh, i can they control it right like like yeah. they can like and you you know the government would not let go of the power no that's uh, that's concerning one too when uh, governments start to and central banks start issuing their own digital <laughs> currencies yeah it's going to be really challenging <laughs> you got a question uh if if we'll have freedom at that point brother see i love my good roads i love my good healthcare but i love everything what the government does i really want them to move back to the gold standard this is what zimbabwe just moved over to the gold standard zimbabwe it was a felony to hold gold and you could land in jail but just on the 27th of june they said you can start buying gold okay and when gold is a scarce resource i would really appreciate your government is backed by the gold and it is audited by the people you just can't say that i am on gold standard when you abolished the gold standard in 1971 come on for 51 years you have been telling us that we have the strongest form of money but you are just slowly devaluing yeah i think and yeah. it is happening like the freedom question is always going to be there there is going to be hurdles but i say please i love the government please do what you are doing because i understand you see on a very macro level and i appreciate what you are doing but start holding strong form of money you know just have something that is not just getting devalued yeah no i agree i agree for yeah. sure um so in in places you've been to in general the the, the populace like does everyone know what bitcoin is have they heard of it 
primarily or like the term Bitcoin is foreign to a lot of people still? So true. Bitcoin is seen as a scam. Bitcoin as is seen as a get-rich-quick scheme. Bitcoin is used as a synonym to all the coins. Um, this is what Central Africa Republic did. They say we adopt Bitcoin. In my chats with some people out there, I understand they use this as a synonym. People are really scared of it uh, because of the scams that have happened. People have run away with a lot of people's money. Because let's say we are humans and humans love trying and humans love making their own blockchains. And humans are at it. That is great. I am I really appreciate innovation. I'm pro technology. I'm not at all against any of the blockchains that you're making. I'm just like, hey, you why you have having your own coin? And when you have your own coin, people believe you. People have still other trust factor, right? Like let's say you, me, and five of our friends are going to the same church. And you say, Hey Paco, I bought this coin and I trust you. And you'll be like, hey, all right, I'll also buy that coin. And like, I trust you. I trust you. The next thing you know, it's a Terra. Yeah. 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 So, so, so yeah, lot, that's so, the current scenario. So a lot of people in general, you, you would uh, sum it up that majority of people, regular people see Bitcoin as a scam. True. 100%. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. What about like the people who really understand Bitcoin, who use Bitcoin? Like, how would you describe the characteristics of these people in general? Like, what are they like? It is hodl. They will hold it. They are the smart ones. Like, I was just sitting with one chap. He since 2017 he's there. They will hodl. They will do anything and everything, and uh, they will tell people do NFT, do this, do that. And uh, they will hold their Bitcoin. But like, uh, but the, the but like, but how the would you describe them? Like, are they like educated? You mentioned they're smart. Like, are they? You know, how how would you the characteristics of them? Do you notice any trends, similarities with with the type of like true Bitcoiners? Yeah. So so see, there are there are two kinds of people. So I, I would say every crypto trader who is there from 2013, 2017. They have seen the bear markets and the bull markets and then have read about Bitcoin and they really know what Bitcoin is. And when it comes to empowering people and imparting that education, there are a very limited few people who will do it or they won't just talk about it. They will just keep it to themselves. Mm -hmm. Be like uh, just the hodlers in the secret silence, like, you know, yeah. waiting like the Batman in the dark and they are just like yeah we know it's happening you know um, I don't blame them I really thank such people I really thank the 2013-2017 Bitcoiners because of their belief in the system because of their understanding I am able to do what I am able to do today so I am really grateful so there is a huge mix of such people you know Interesting. Uh, for it for for education, there are a lot of people who are doing it, and I'm really grateful. There are Bitcoin games. There are Bitcoin schools coming apart by Paxful. There are the Sharmani is Bitcoin games. There is Bitcoin education. So you see, we are taking all these steps forward, and Rome wasn't built in a day, and Bitcoin is a teenager. It's a 13-year-old baby. Yeah. And as you remember, when you were a teenager, Krista, you weren't a good boy, right? You were just like, I want to break out. I want my freedom. And this is where the Bitcoin is at current stage. Yeah, I hear you for sure. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. So you you were you were also in uh, Sri Lanka, right? Yes. Yeah. So so that economy now, as we know, like you know, it's essentially collapsed at this point. Like, what what have what have you? What was your experience like over there with the people? Were, were people trying to get into Bitcoin? Like, what was what was the situation like there? I got in connected with one group that got me. Then we hosted a Bitcoin meetup, and we had almost nine, ten different groups. So you can say majority of the youth say about. In each of the groups I am currently, there are like four thousand, five thousand members, ten thousand members. But I do not know. Maybe they might be sharing the same groups. Uh, but I see there is a huge adoption uh, because they have seen their government alter. The president would not step down. Uh, because and the new countries or the new uh, people who want to lend them money do not does not trust the current government to pay them yeah. back. And then there'll be devaluation. Uh, yes, I see. I see. I see. USDT or Bitcoin as an escape route from the current thing that's happening because I really see them getting devalued really bad. Yeah. Really, really bad. <laughs> this is what happened in Mozambique, mm-hmm. Zambia, Zimbabwe. They got devalued. Like if you had a hundred thousand kwacha, now it was hundred kwacha. If you had a hundred thousand meticals in Mozambique, it became a hundred meticals. You practically wiped out 99%, 99.99% of your entire wealth, and yet again you are faltering. Currently in 2022, again you will get devalued because you don't have the money to pay them. If you print more, you get hyperinflation. Yeah. You move to US dollars, you have no more control. The US dollar is losing its power. So what is left in this entire mix? What is the solution? Yeah. How how are people getting uh, their that local currency like Sri Lanka, for example, out of uh, that currency and into Bitcoin? Like, is the government blocking internet and sites? Like, how's how are people doing it? Uh, there is a lot of P two P trades happening. They still do not have their own exchange, but Binance works. Uh, they use exchanges that are working in Thailand. This is a Thailand Bit Sasa. No, I do not know. There's one Thailand Thai exchange that is coming there. So there are exchanges, and mostly there are peer-to-peer deals that are happening. It's a huge market for peer-to-peer, and people are on it. Like they are adopting. They see. So I'll give you an example. Uh, the majority of your Sri Lankan population is uh, working outside the country, and when they are sending money to their country, they are not using the bank services. They are using USDT to send it to them because USDT always gives you a premium. Let's say if you use the bank to send the money. You will get for a dollar three sixty seven, but if you use the USDT for a dollar, you will get four fifty. Right. Now tell me, and when this is happening, the government doesn't have dollar. If the government doesn't have dollar, they do not have petrol. If they do not have petrol, they do not have electricity. With no electricity, there is no work. With no work, the prices go up. So it is just like a effect. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. Anywhere in Asia, where have you? I know you mentioned you, you've been to a, a few uh, countries in Asia. Uh, Cambodia, Singapore, Thailand. Okay, are you are you going to anywhere else in Asia? I would I would definitely want to do Vietnam, Laos. Uh, which was the other one? I wanted to go Indonesia. Bali is huge. Like when I was there during December, January, February. There was this COVID scare and stupid fourteen-day quarantine rules and staying in hotels, and I couldn't afford paying 
hundred dollar a night for a hotel. But I definitely wanted to do Bali for that matter or see Jakarta because yeah. I hear really good things about it. Bali is practically the hub. Bali is going to be the hub on that department. I do want to do Vietnam because they ha- they have a nice community there, Bitcoin community, the Bitcoin Saigon yeah. they call it. There is a website called Future dot Travel that lets you buy book your entire hotels, uh, flights, or your travel around by using Bitcoin. What's what does that say? Future dot Travel. Future dot Travel. I saw yeah. a uh, a video you posted on Twitter. It was it was funny. It was um I think somewhere in Africa, someone had like a stack of bills, like twenty five million, fifty million, yeah. and he was selling like the collection of these bills for like twenty bucks. True, true. Where was that? That this is Zimbabwe. So Zimbabwe had a currency of trillions, <laughs> like trillions. Like they had a hundred trillion dollar currency, uh, two hundred dollar five, almost a hundred trillion was there, five hundred trillion dollar. And they were like, "Yeah, I have them. Check this out. I'll show it to you. This is a twenty dollar bill, twenty billion dollar, twenty billion dollar bill right there." Come on, That's think about cool. it. And this is this is insane. How much, Even this, much this, is, this is worthless. This is worth zero, nothing. Now they so That's what happened in two thousand eight? All all this got this was their currency. They couldn't do that. So two thousand eight to two thousand sixteen, they moved over to the U.S. dollars. And in 2016, again they came out with their own currency. And in 2000, 2016, it was one is to one. So one Zimbabwean dollar was equal to one US dollar, right? Now one is to six hundred. Again, it's gone. Yeah. Tell me, you you wake up. So what does an average Zimbabwean do? Is they get up if they have money, they will not keep it in the bank. They will not keep it in their house. They will go buy sugar, rice, wheat, food products. Or just they just keep buying things because they know the next week or the two weeks later it will get expensive and expensive. So it is just getting expensive. Like you have no control over it. It is pathetic. It is really pathetic. Just imagine you go like I was there. I bought a loaf of bread for one dollar, one dollar and a local currency point. Let's say one point zero five. The next day I went. It was one point one zero. I was like, hey. I am okay that I can afford this stuff and it doesn't hurt me that five, ten, fifty cents. But to that common person who just makes five dollars a day, do they make a really? It's yeah. not good. Yeah. It's very bad, like this. It is bad. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. But you said so. Zimbabwe, they they just announced now they're they're uh, back. They're using back to the gold reserve. They yeah. they said you you can start saving your money in gold. This is the first time Zimbabwe has let it happen. So till now, an average Zimbabwean could not save money. Imagine you can't save dollars. You can't save in uh, your dollar is better than your local currency, but even that is losing value. You can't have in like if you take a loan right now, you are giving a two hundred percent interest in the bank. Two hundred percent. So what do you save in? See, so an average. See, you and me were taught about the importance of saving for the future. But now there is no more saving. What are you doing? You're just living. You're just living the Keynesian economics, like spend, spend, spend. You don't have money. Take a loan to spend more, spend more, and spend more. Yeah, it's. Uh, I agree. I, I think that's a that that's an economic theory that doesn't work yeah. over the long yep. term. How how do you um, how do you see the U.S. dollar 
Man, like they recently did a new one now. They made a NATO base in Poland. So obviously they need money to make all the military power and guns and machines. You tell me how is that money going to come? Yeah. Like I saw a very nice video by Ray Dalio who just told me in 1971 they ran out of gold reserves, right? Because they were spending way more. Like they, when you don't have gold reserve, you practically have nothing. Like I feel you're just back. What are you back by? Tell me. Like what is what is the Canadian dollar back by as we speak today? Nothing. Even if they say US dollar, yeah. Like so, it is. It is like brother. I give this example of you used to play Monopoly, right? And in Monopoly, you used to always say, "Hey, banker, don't cheat." Yeah. But if the banker cheats and gives that extra four hundred or six hundred, that person uses that four six hundred to buy that property. And when you land on that property, you have to pay rent. The banker is like, "Hey guys, let's take this free two hundred." But after the fifteenth round, you are unable to enjoy that free money because it is gone so expensive. And the rich yeah. got richer, the poor got poorer, and the game got over. This is where we are. Yeah, that's it's it's his history too. Like I'm reading, uh, speaking of Ray Dalio, uh, uh, principles for dealing with the changing world order, and he discusses. Uh, I don't know if you, you know, there's a lot of videos. Yep. He speaks yes. about this a lot, but I think we're we're we could potentially living currently in in a shift in in a changing world order right now. We're unfortunately mm -hmm. that, for, unfortunately or fortunately that generation that's living through this, depending on how mm -hmm. you look at it. So. It's interesting times for sure. Yeah, the Chinese yuan they say is coming up, and it makes so much sense, brother. I'm in Africa. The roadways, the airports, the seaports, airports, seaports, roadways, buildings, uh, all owned China. by Chinese. Yeah, so you so, see a big Chinese presence in Africa. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like, brother, listen, you have defaulted on your IMF loan. Okay, you are not paying your IMF, and now you still want to do the development. Who has money and who has resources? Yeah. China. So practically, China is rebuilding the Silk Road, right? You remember the old Silk Road that was back in those times during the Mongol era? Yeah. That was going from China all the way to the Europe, right? That has evolved because we have evolved, and the new Silk Road is you owning the airports, the roadways. Yeah. So let's say if you want to make an airport and the airport costs two billion dollars, China will come and say, "Hey, here I give you ten billion dollars." Yeah. Now you do not have the capacity to pay for the next ninety-nine years. Yeah. No, I know, I know. A lot, a lot happening. There's a lot happening in the world, and you know, my hope is to just start informing more people. Like I think a lot of people are just going to be blindsided in the next decade, and you know, my hope is just to. Just to talk about it more with people like yourself, and and hopefully you know pique people's interest to get them researching on their own. So the last thing I wanted to uh, just sort of pick your brain about, like any just general uh, tips and recommendations for like for example um, like hot wallets that to use for everyday transactions or self custody wallet storage. Like what are, what's your stack that you're using to to move and transact with Bitcoin. 
okay fair enough like um, first of all i use there are multiple hot wallets that you can use i use bitcoin only wallet so what i'm using is a uh, paxful it's an exchange where it's a peer to peer exchange where you can buy your bitcoin and they let you use a lightning wallet so it's pretty much quick and instant is it you said uh, because likes for yes paxful how do you spell that p a x f u l okay paxful paxful and the second one uh, is uh, blue wallet the third one is wallet of satoshi the fourth one is moon wallet so why, uh, why do you use multiples instead of just one i i just like to use a different ui ux when i started off my journey i was using blue wallet then i moved over to wallet of satoshi then i saw moon wallet and i'm just like trying there what is happening in the bitcoin eco space because i really like to see where all it is happening what all are the new features that are coming there is really um, uh, in el salvador they have their own wallet called the bitcoin beach wallet i see uh there is bri so there are multiple wallets so it is up to you so you can do and these are only bitcoin so you can't keep any other coins in this wallet okay uh, uh there's another one i use is exodus that also supports lightning lightning is like instant payment so instantly you can transfer your bitcoin uh without being being on the chain so exodus i use it for receiving some usdt because i i get contributions from people and they sometimes support me with usdt so i use that uh these are the wallets and for the cold storage yet again uh there is ledger trezor cold card right now i just receiving something called as a foundation device foundation so there are these multiple devices that you can see and you can use and you can hold your bitcoin or you can use your desktop wallets that is the sparrow specter wallets yeah there are multiple options for that yeah for sure um amazing so you know you, you mentioned uh people are helping you out receiving donations where can people find you um come, like come along on your journey like where where can people reach you and find you uh, def, uh there are like three four options there are one if you are on twitter it's called run with bitcoin it's just this one run with bitcoin okay nice uh the second uh is on youtube it's called paco de la india mm-hmm. uh if you want to follow my youtube journey of how is bitcoin adoption in different countries and uh if you are on uh, substack it's where i write blogs there it's called uh, again paco de la india or run with bitcoin any of these things will it will land you straight to my page on substack where i write daily blogs and if you are on instagram it's called run every city so any of these options you will if if we just google hashtag run with bitcoin you will stumble on lot of yeah stuff. and where can people how can people like donate if they want to support yeah uh, there is a website called support.runwithbitcoin.com where you will get to know about my history of how i got into all of this uh, what inspired me what's my background and the plan for it So if you look at look at look up at support dot run with bitcoin dot com, you'll get it. Nice, perfect. I'll put that all in the links so people can can uh, check it out. Uh, Paco, man, thank you so much. This was a real pleasure uh, speaking with you and, and learning more. Uh, best yes. of luck on your journey, and I'll definitely be following along, and we'll definitely stay in touch. All right. Thank you so much, brother. Have a beautiful day. All thank right. You. Awesome. Thanks again.